0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Holistic Nootropics YouTube channel. We are continuing our series going down the nootropics rabbit hole where today we find ourselves at the intersection of dopamine and gut bacteria, specifically bad bacteria like Clostridium difficile. This is a very interesting concept where you have this idea um, and it's very well researched and I don't hear anybody else talking about it But that's why I'm going to talk about it because it needs to be said um, where you have this, uh, you have this, this, gut bacteria called Clostridium difficile that essentially dictates how the dopamine in your brain works. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about this, to uh, to fill you in on some of the data that I've found, and it's very easy to, for you to find, um, and uh, and we're going to have a fun chat. But before I do, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast and this podcast series is brought to you guys by HolisticNootropics.com. That is the home base for all things Holistic Nootropics. So if you are interested in nootropics, if you're interested in holistic health, if you're interested in biohacking, if you're interested in just learning more about some really modern, amazing ways to boost the power of your brain, you can find all that over at holisticnootropics.com. And if you head over there to the homepage, you can download a free copy of my supplement buying guide. I made this buying guide because, you know, as somebody who uses supplements in nootropics, I will tell you firsthand, there is a lot of garbage on on the market. A lot of people are buying supplements from places like Walgreens and Walmart and Costco. Even if you go to like a GNC or a vitamin shop, a lot of these supplements are not well made. They're made um, in just giant bulk batches using different fillers and flow agents and excipients to speed up the process, um, to really dilute the amount of product that is found in these. They've run tests and found that very little typically of the supplement you're is in a lot of the supplement. A lot of these are not subjected to the rigors of um, independent lab testing. Um, they're filled with all kinds of uh, toxic oils and food colorings and again, uh, different preservatives that yes, you might be getting the supplement, uh, the nutrient that you want, but you're also getting a whole host of other stuff that can trigger sensitivities and allergies and just overall uh, inflammation in the body. So what I did is I put together a free guide that you can use to buy supplements with. With, so you just download that, keep it right there on your desktop or your phone. So when you're looking at supplements in a store or online, you know exactly what to look for. Avoid those products and buy only the best. And again, you can do all that over at holisticneutropics.com. Okay, so let's jump into today's podcast talking about dopamine and Clostridium difficile. So. I learned about this um, a couple of years ago. So, being in the nootropic space, being in biohacking—I mean, actually, even just being a person interested in like, you know, uh, recovery in getting more enjoyment out of life, we talk about dopamine a lot. You know, there are uh, a lot of experts out there talking about the dopaminergic system and it's a complex system. It is way more complex than just saying, I can take this supplement or this nootropic and I'm going to get more dopamine. So I'm going to be happier or I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to be able to fill the void that a certain addiction fills, you know? So like, why are we addicted to things like... Alcohol? Why are we addicted to things like cannabis? Why are we addicted to things like gambling and sex and risky behavior? Why are we addi- uh, addicted to, um, you know, uh, like skydiving? <laughs> Why are we addicted to just partying or going to athletic events or cheering for a, a sports team? Whatever it is, I mean, we're, we, we're trying to always get these dopamine hits. Why are we addicted to chocolate? Why are we addicted to candy? Why are we addicted to sugar and soda? because of the dopamine, because it gives us, it gives us that hit a dopamine man that just makes life so awesome. Like what would life be without the dopamine hits we get from so many cool things that we can do and we can use in modern society? I totally get why we want the dopamine we want, but the dopamine system is so complex. And it's not just, again, saying I can take this supplement, or I can do this thing and I'm gonna get this amount of dopamine because it's filled with an entire like system of precursors and enzymes that do different specific conversions and they need to be at the right place at the right time, being controlled by the right genes so that the right uh, mediators and the right receptors and all these things are there to make these happen correctly. And in a modern society where we're just being inundated by toxic products that can um, literally mutate genes, you know, maybe it doesn't mutate your gene, but it might've mutated a parent's gene or a grandparent's gene. And that's been replicated down the line. And now it's gotten to you and you have dysfunction in like a COMT gene, a COMT gene, or like a DRD4 gene. And these are genes that specifically dictate the way that, dopamine is produced or turned over in your body. Um, You know, so what happens a lot of times with dopamine also is it's used For focus. It's used for memory formation. It's used for long-term potentiation. You know, we typically remember things because of dopamine, and we don't remember things because of dopamine. Like there's people who can remember lines from movies. Like there's people who can remember, like, you ever are around people and they just start quoting, you know, movie quotes, and you're like, oh, here goes this guy again with his Top Gun quote, or this guy's Jurassic Park quote, or I haven't seen a movie, obviously, in 30. Years, so I don't know whatever the whatever the the goodwill hunting quote or whatever. Some people just know quotes, some people just know song lyrics, right? Like I'm I'm good with song lyrics, you know. Um, some people just know these things. Why? Because when you when you experience these things, whether it's music or movies or whatever it is, you get, there's dopamine attached to that. So the more dopamine you have, the more likely you are to remember it versus like, let's say your wife has told you 10 times to take out the trash or to rearrange your shoes on the, on the shoe rack or whatever. Sometimes you don't remember that stuff because there's no dopamine attached to it. You're like, Jesus Christ. And then you forget because there's no dopamine attached to it. So dopamine plays a lot of different roles. Um, That's all to say, why is it that some people feel like they're lacking in dopamine? Could be up a million things, right? But one interesting area is uh, examining the connection of the gut to the brain. So we know, because of research really coming out in droves over the last couple decades, that the gut has a specific connection to the brain through the enteric nervous system. most of your neurotransmitters that end up in your brain are produced in the gut. So you get serotonin, dopamine, GABA, acetylcholine, all made in the gut. Not all of it, but a good chunk of it is made in the gut and then goes up to the brain in a lot of instances. And one interesting thing that happens is sometimes you get certain gut bacteria overgrowth that can hijack that whole system. So one specific bacterial overgrowth that I'm gonna mention here is called Clostridium difficile, C. diff. And this is a gut bacteria that's typically associated with um, antibiotic use. So when you take an antibiotic, you know, looking at it from a 30,000 foot view, obviously it's way more complicated than I'm gonna explain it. But the the simple version is you take an antibiotic because you have some kind of bacterial infection. A lot of people, I mean, are completely overusing uh, antibiotics not just people, but doctors are over-prescribing them. You can see this actually on the CDC's website where the CDC is literally trying to tell doctors, hey, stop prescribing so many antibiotics because there's kind of a problem. In fact, I just saw a thing from NBC News of all people uh, basically warning the public that uh, we are past the point of antibiotic resistance now. Now we're just gonna have to start dealing with these superbugs, and this could be a huge problem. Um, So antibiotics wipe out your good gut bacteria, they wipe out the bad bacteria that they're there to wipe out. But it's like that you nuclear bomb all of your microbiome in the process of And the microbiome is like this, uh, you know, this uh, um, world of bacteria that mostly inhabits your large intestine. And that's where you make certain endogenous nutrients. That's where a lot of, um, you know, digested food gets turned into um, things like short chain fatty acids that are used within your body, uh, you know, modulates the immune system, the the microbiome, it's called the second brain for a reason, because it does so many things within the body. Um, And again, if you have a bacterial infection that you need to get rid of with um, with an antibiotic, like, let's say, a, uh, strep, strep throat, streptococcus, uh, pneumonia. Um, you know, you're given an antibiotic and it wipes out the ba- that bad gut bacteria or that bad bacteria, but then also wipes out the good gut bacteria. And you need the good gut bacteria to basically... Modulate to basically keep the bad bacteria in check. Now it's not bad to have bad gut bacteria, but you just want to have a better balance of good gut bacteria to bad bad, uh, bacteria. It's like you know, um, what's a good analogy? Like you're going to have you're going to have good guys and bad guys, right? And you kind of need the bad guys to keep the good guys stronger. Um, So you just want a better. Ratio of good to bad. Well, when you wipe out all the good, then the bad overgrows, and one of the bad is this C. diff. And what happens with this C. diff is it creates, uh, it has a metabolite that it makes called P. creosol. P-cresol is a metabolite that can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and go into the brain. And it's actually been seen, uh, we, you know, we know it's a problem because we see it uh, in high amounts in the cerebrospinal fluid of uh, Parkinson's patients. You see it in the urine in high amounts of autistic children. Um, we know it's a neurotoxin, that's not even up for debate. Um, but what we're finding out now is that uh, is that it can hijack certain um, you know certain parts of the dopamine system? So um, you know we're seeing high p uh, p uh, creosol. Uh, can be associated with enhanced anxiety, hyperactivity, and stereotypical uh, stereotypic behaviors of uh, you know of problematic children and people. Um, you know, it actually is also associated with traumatic stress susceptibility. So, if um, you know, let's say somebody now again, not to say that cresol causes post traumatic stress disorder, but If you are prone to it, um, you might be more likely to err in that direction, let's say if you have an event that might cause it, if you have higher amounts of p-cresol due to it being secreted from a clostridium difficile. Um, So what happens is... You have these, uh, you you have an area of your brain called the ventral tegmental area, which is well known for regulating reward consumption, learning, memory, and addiction behaviors through mediating dopamine release in those downstream areas. So, P. Cresol can actually. uh, decrease the uh, the function of that specific area where uh, you do find a lot of dopamine. It can also specifically hijack your dopamine beta hydroxylase. That is the enzyme that converts dopamine into norepinephrine, and that's where a lot of like the dopamine hit comes from. So instead, what happens is that dopamine gets shunted elsewhere, where it becomes more neuro. Uh, toxic. And so you can find this, again, causing things like Parkinson's. You can find this in a lot of autistic kids. You might start going down the road of things like schizophrenia uh, and then attention deficit disorders because you, you're you not getting the dopamine you need to focus. So this is, again, why people are using Adderall or Ritalin because these are amphetamines. These are going to enhance your dopamine uh, or the dopamine usage in your brain. So P. Cresol is coming in and basically hijacking that whole system. P. Cresol coming again from Clostridium difficile. So, is this something you only see in kids? Definitely not. You see this in a lot of adults. They actually know that um, uh, uh, C. diff. Uh, P. Cresol is more rampant in people that are, and kids especially, that deal with constipation because slower fecal transit time actually creates more of the metabolite. And we do know that it comes from the gut because there's a specific enzyme that creates the P. Cresol. And uh, and that is only found in the human gut. In other animals, it can be found in the brain. It can be found in other tissue, and uh, you know, in different parts of the body. But in humans, it's specifically only found in the gut. So, and they see it again coming from a lot of slow fecal transit time. It almost kind of seems like you know, the longer you have poop in your system, um, the you know, the more that it feeds into this bad gut bacteria. Um, I don't know if it's fermenting. Or what it's doing down there, but uh, but they are seeing that connection. So, really, what you want to be able to do is you need to be able to control this problem. So, you know, where do you even start? Uh, well, first things first, you want to try to avoid antibiotics the best you can. I know for some people that's not really an option, but you have to try to make it your best or do your best to make that an option, you know. I gave up antibiotics a long time ago. They were a problem for me. I'm not saying that like jokingly, like I'm, I'm being serious. You know, when I was younger, I had a doctor who completely overprescribed antibiotics for me and I was able to go a different direction and do things a little more naturally. Uh, you want to work on your gut biome. So if you are, if you do have a history of antibiotic use, um, this might be a problem for you. Uh, probiotics are a great solution to this. Uh, there are some good probiotics on the market, probiotic supplements like omega Biotic or the company Buy Optimizers makes some great probiotics. I personally use their Mass uh, Masszymes or the digestive enzyme. Um, they do have some other uh, probiotics that they sell. I can put links to those in the uh, show notes or the description below. Um, but also you could just get a really good yogurt, you know, some of the Greek yogurts you find like in a Costco are awesome. I personally think the best quality yogurt you're going to find is like a Bulgarian yogurt with that Bulgarian, um, what is it like Bulgaris bacillus or the, the specific, um, the specific probiotic that is in that. I don't know what it is. It's magical. (laughs) It it works. So if you can find yourself a good Bulgarian yogurt, um, specifically from like an A2 cow or even like a raw dairy cow, um, that's going to be very helpful. You also want to pair that with a good prebiotic. So, you know, I know there are prebiotic supplements out there. I don't use those. I personally like to get my prebiotics from food through like a resistant starch through um, like a heated and cooled potato. So like if you can make a good potato salad, that's a great way to get your prebiotic fibers. And the reason you want a prebiotic is because probiotics are the actual bacteria that take root in your gut biome. So you're planting a seed down there. This The prebiotic is like watering the seed to make it grow more. So you're feeding the gut bacteria with the prebiotic fiber. So the heated, cool potato resistant starch, or what I love is like a green, real green banana in a smoothie. That prebiotic fiber goes down there and the combination of the probiotic, the yogurt, and the prebiotic fiber makes it so... To keep it family friendly, things are moving downstairs, and that's what you want. So, um, again, do what you got to do to make sure that you don't have an issue with something like Clostridium difficile, because we are seeing the neurotoxic effects of its metabolite p-cresol. You can do a uh, a urine test to see if you have a problem with p-cresol. Um, you know, I like the Great Plains. Uh, the Great Plains. Um, uh, what's it called? The acid, the, uh, Great Plains organic acids test, um, is a good one to tell, but there are several different urine tests that you can find. Cause again, it's going to show up in the urine. So, um, if you see the p-cresol, you can start cutting, putting things together as to maybe why you're feeling a little low on dopamine. So before you run out and you start taking the dopamine supplements, or you start trying to get a little bit more, uh, medicated, um, you know, check to see what's going on with your gut bacteria, because you might be surprised as to what you find. Um, But I'd love to know what you guys think. Do you have experience trying to tackle your mental health through gut health? Let me know if you're watching this on YouTube down in the comments below. You can also let me know in the uh, Apple podcast reviews if you're enjoying this sort of content. Uh, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't done so yet, please remember to subscribe. And for all things Holistic Nootropics, head on over to holisticneutropics.com. So until next time, everybody, peace.